the difference between a dream and a daydream is what you do with the day. And if that wasn't already a saying, then it is now. I'm definitely a dreamer, so I got to be careful. I mean, I have aspirations and I have goals. I guess that makes me a dreamer. I don't know. Once I stop trying so hard to be this ideal, successful American, making a bunch of money and got a bunch of nice things, and which really generally just means you got a bunch of nice bills. But when you're young and you're dumb and you're just tackling the world, nobody really gets that through, you know. You got to figure that stuff out on your own. But, you know, once I stop trying to fit in and, you know, fit this image, I guess, and it's not that, not that it's even an image, it's, uh, it's, just, it's like we're so easy to fall into, into what's doing what is expected of us, and then we forget who we really are as a person and we stop pursuing those those dreams and goals that we once had you know and uh, once I stop kind of trying to follow those expectations life seemed to get a little easier well that's not true at all I shouldn't say it got easier but uh, let's say that the the hurdles that I face were more natural hurdles versus all the ones that I put my own way. Although they're definitely still there too. You know, there's a few of them. They're lingering around. They're, they're just laying around the track. You know, usually laying down completely, and then as soon as I run up on one of them, boom, it pops up on me and. Uh, you know, just got to tuck and roll or jump that bastard, you know? Yeah, I actually, I'd like to measure mine. I'm not even sure that they're regulation. I feel like they might be a little taller than regulation. Not that I've ever jumped an actual physical hurdle. I'm not going to pretend that that's true because I have not. But, you know, I always imagined that I could. You know, I just figured, yeah, I could probably jump that with ease, you know, with ease. <laughs> but these damn metaphorical bastards, I'm not so sure about. So, but I mean, that, uh, that, that hobby that you once were obsessed with, you know, don't forget about that. That, that thing that you think about doing all the time and you're, Every free thought that you have that you aren't forced to think about something else, you're you're thinking about this thing and uh, yeah, that thing you make room for and you're already overcrowded life just because the thought of not doing it or not having that experience is just so unpleasant. You know, that thing, that that your hobby, quote unquote, that that's your passion. That's not your hobby. That that's your passion. 
That's your destiny. That's that thing that you should probably be doing, period. Let's do that because that's what's going to make you happy and that's what's going to lead to a fulfilling life. I, I really do believe that now. It took me a long time to to realize that, but not that I had a terrible life, but, you know, these are some of the some of the bigger picture things that are starting to to come to light so you know society has labeled that that term that that hobby you know nobody wants you to follow your dreams of painting like bob ross or playing the guitar like van halen or whatever your thing is you know um that that doesn't that doesn't feed their agenda well enough i i, I don't think you know nobody's going out and getting 100,000 dollars in student loans that they got to pay off for the next 10 years and you know to to take painting lessons i don't think so you know they they need they need people out there pushing the wheel you know that's a giant ass wheel but if there's not enough mice in it running in the same direction then the wheel doesn't move so you know i don't know i think about all these things too much maybe i'm i think i've said this before maybe i'm having a maybe a midlife crisis or something or just a midlife mental reassessment you know, I don't know, maybe that's a thing. Now, what if, how do we know? If we don't know how long we're going to live, then how could we possibly know when we've hit our midlife crisis? Like, how do we differentiate between everyday stress that builds up and then like midlife midlife crisis level stress. I don't know, is that even a real thing or is that just another coined term by society? That way we can sell more Corvettes and gym memberships. I don't know. I feel like it's a real thing, but I don't know. I feel like that because I feel like I'm there, I guess. So I guess that leads to the next question that I have, which is... How long are these things supposed to last if that is, in fact, a real thing? Well, if you believe in those things, you know, somebody let me know what your opinion is. How long are they supposed to last? I feel like mine's dragging out. You know, it's really, you know, really dragging its feet. But that's a that's the problem with overthinkers. You know, they want to solve all of the problems. Even if it's just problems in their head, you know, it's still, it's still got to be solved. It's like, I don't know why, I don't know what that's all about, but I don't know, I always come up with these questions that don't have straight answers or even probably answers at all, really, but I don't know, it don't stop me from thinking about them, but, you know, I don't, uh, I'm just always in my own head. I'm always thinking about shit. I'm, I spend a lot of time by myself, you know, at, at my own shop or at home or wherever it may be. 
you know, I just feel like I end up spending a lot of time by myself, not in a sad, poor pity me type of way, but everybody's busy, you know, the family's doing different things and kids at school and, and I'm working and just seems like I, a lot of my time is spent alone. So I either spend it in my own brain or listening to music, which also leads me right back to my own brain. So, but I mean, I got a small circle, you know, uh, my circle's so small that it's actually a period. So I don't, you know, I have a ton of friends that I can just be real with all the time that are always around and available all the time. You know, uh, I got a handful of them, but not all of them I can be super real with or that I always feel like are super real with me, maybe. I don't know. Not that I even should say that they're not real with me. I shouldn't say it like that. Maybe I feel like people don't always tell me what I need to hear, you know, because that's it's easier to say what people want to hear. You know, the default response. You know, hey, is, you know, is there anything I can do for you, man? You know, stuff like that. Um, I'm here if you need me. You know, is there anything you can do? Probably not, but I don't know. I just feel like uh, people just rather tell you what they what they feel like you want to hear instead of what they're actually thinking or maybe sometimes what you really need to hear, which isn't always pleasant or comfortable, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't even smoke blowing up my ass I'm not saying that you know I'm a grown ass human being that uh, it's just honest feedback is is constructive criticism you know it shouldn't be that shouldn't be that uncomfortable or as awkward as society makes it somebody pisses you off tell them why maybe they won't do it again to piss you off there's a thought, but no, we just avoid that person for the rest of our life, even though they may have been a pretty cool person. But that's that's what I used to do. I don't know, maybe not everybody does that, but but everybody's too uh, too tuned in to these default responses to just have a real thought for, I mean, twelve minutes of their life. Be real with somebody. Try it. Should be totally real with anybody in your life. Consecutive minutes, 12 consecutive minutes. So, I mean, if you, if you try to have like four separate three minute conversations, that don't count. So, I don't know, but that's, that's how I learned shit. You know, I want some criticism and honest feedback. You know, you don't got to be an asshole to tell me something that's going to make me grow as a person, you know, but, you know, people don't do that. So it leads me to doing a lot of self-reflection. So, you know, I got to have to assess and determine somehow if I'm growing or, you know, if I'm going the right direction, I guess, in life. So. I don't know any other way to do that besides to assess and self-reflect on 
things I do and you know that that's how I handle it but I mean I'm a I'm a pretty harsh critic though so that cannot always be the the best uh route to take in my in my case because I can be a pretty harsh critic you know especially here lately you know I've been trying to uh just trying to be real super honest with myself about things and it's a real catch 22 because you know you try to be honest with yourself so you can grow in areas that you need to grow but then at the same time you're just highlighting your own shortcomings which it just puts me right back in a, a non-motivational mental state I don't know Maybe that don't make any sense, but makes sense in my brain. I hope it makes sense to you. Hell, I hope anybody's even listening to this, and maybe it'll help you out and give you something to think about. You know, I'm just getting the stuff out of my head. It's helpful in itself right there for me, so. I kind of feel like podcasting has became sort of a therapy for the, like, a, the group of people between 35 and 45, give or take, you know, uh, who come from that generation of parents who just weren't shown much love from their parents and they didn't know how to love us in return, at least the ways that we wanted or needed. And I feel like that just describes a large group of, you know, the, the podcasting world. I guess, um, and and just you know left us all fucked up in the head, and now we lack the communication skills and ability to open up and share things and work through it, and and, and podcasting just seems to be a a natural element of release. Uh, at least for me, it does. I mean, uh, really, just Theo Vaughn. You know, I can't can't give him enough credit and props he's just amazing uh listen to him constantly um pretty much heard everything he's ever done and don't really care for any other podcast either uh really it's just theo so uh shout out theo vaughn hopefully one day he'll hear this so uh yeah i jump online this morning you know do my normal thing uh basically which it means play YouTube uh, get some music playing and you know I don't really ever pay any attention to any other things going on on YouTube the live events or you know only thing I care that's maybe live would be uh, lo-fi you know and I don't really care for any news related videos or any I don't just I don't do any of that stuff so uh, because fuck the media that's why you know, if I want to find out something, I'll I'll go out of my way to find out about it. So I just don't feed into that, you know, homepage news feed bullshit. So skip right to what I want to, uh, you know, jam to for the day and what what I want to vibe out to. And that's what I roll with. So that's what I did, you know, then uh, get my day going, got my music going. A buddy of mine messages me and. We're just bullshitting about general specifics. And he says, well, it don't matter. Fuck it. World War III is about to start anyway. And I'm like, 
Um, what? Because I have no idea what he's referring to. A lot of you probably do. So I'm like, what's going on? Naturally. So he says, well, you know, Russia and uh, Ukraine and, you know, check it out. So I'm like, okay. Uh, It's Russia and Ukraine. You know, I don't really think much of it. You know, it's like a couple you grew up with, went went to high school with together, and they've been together since you've known them. You know, you've you can't remember them ever not being together, but they've broken up about twelve to seventeen times. Um, you know, socially, publicly, and every time they break up, you know, they gotta air all their dirty laundry for everybody to see, and then, you know, and then they gotta give each other shit back to each other, and then they get back together later on in a few months, and then. They're swapping shit back again, and then, you know, lo and behold, naturally, three months later, oh, they hate each other again. So here they are, returning items back and forth and splitting up. It's almost like a, a clothing swap, really, is what it's like, but, you know, I, that's that's how I picture, you know, Russia and Ukraine. That's just, they're just high school girlfriends, you know, but, but anyway, so... I would almost venture to say that's how that white elephant gift exchange even got started. But I don't know if Russia celebrates Christmas. I'll have to look that up. But I was going on, never really cared about uh, today. was no different than any other day. But against my better judgment, decided I'm going to see what he's talking about. Jump on the, you know, online there and I see sure enough. About 157,000 clickbait articles about Russia and bombings and worst war in 88 years and blah, blah, blah. You know, just some every bold headline they could think of. You know, they got guys in back rooms locked in closets with thesauruses just... Is it thesauri? Thesauruses? I don't know, but yeah, they're just... They're they're looking for bold statements left and right. So, so sure enough, I check one of them out just to get the general idea, because that's all you're really ever gonna get. You know, you're not gonna get any real honest, fair assessment from the quote unquote media about what's actually happening or going on anywhere. Can't even get that about our own country, let alone other countries. So, you know, we'll, you know, take what you can get from them. So, and I'm aware of that. So, I check out this video and, I mean, the second that I start watching this video, the first thing out of this chick's mouth is, uh, well, um, we're going to get um, a quote here real soon from, I don't know his name, insert some insignificant political party member's name. I don't have a clue who he was, but, you know, just a moment, we'll, we'll hear from him and find out exactly what America should do during this crisis. You know, dragging out each word. Yeah. 
why does America have to do anything? Why do we always got to stick our nose into everything? Yeah, that's a real question. Like, everything. Every time. No matter what. We got to make it our business, even though it's 100% not our business, generally. You know, I mean, I've always been told the phrase, pick your battles, but... America doesn't have to. Why the hell should I have to? You know, I, I, apparently that doesn't mean all of them. So, you know, I, I'm proud to be an American, 100%, through and through, without a doubt, you know. Um, and, and I'm not some cold-hearted son of a bitch either that's sitting here that just doesn't care about other countries that aren't America. That's not at all what I'm saying, you know, if there's some genocide happening somewhere against a group of people that cannot defend themselves properly, then sure, somebody should probably get involved and, and put a stop to that. But does it always have to be us? Every time? I mean, there are hundreds of other countries. You know, it's just... Every chance we get, though, you know, we gotta we gotta stick our nose in. So, and generally, it's for our own gain. That's that's the that's the real kicker. That's the problem. That's the part that bothers me about it. You know, but you know, maybe not right on the surface. There may not be a, a gain, but there's always a hidden agenda. But you know, yeah, our country. It, until it's ran a hell of a lot better than it is right now. Um, I, I don't see. I mean, let, let's spend. We got we got millions of people that gave their lives to defend this country, or are homeless, or or disabled to some degree, or you know, and those people can't even be taken care of properly. Uh, how can even ask more people to go put themselves into that position really but then you know people currently living in our country that can't be taken care of properly and you know we got to pay for freeloaders on come over here on the government's dime and you know which is our dime you know because they couldn't prop uh, follow the proper channels to just become part of society legally so now we got to fight every, it's just, you know, I mean, there's so many problems here is what I'm saying. How could we possibly help anyone else? You know, it's like they say, if you, if you don't love yourself, then you can't love someone else. Isn't that the same damn concept? Like if you don't, if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of somebody else? You know? Fix your own shit, America. You know, worry about your own shit first. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, if everything ran all cozy and smooth and kosher all of the time, then the media wouldn't have things to feed off of and the blow out of proportion. And, you know, that's, uh, I say that all the time, but it's because it's true. <laughs> and every time you see or catch the news or hear it, it's, 
even if it's by accident, you know, I don't go out of my way to watch it. But when I do catch it, other people's houses, my parents' houses, whatever, it just instantly goes through me. I hate hearing the fear-mongering clickbait tactics and word usage that it just drives me crazy. But, you know, and then, and then every 10 to 12 minutes during your hour-long span of news... You know, while they're feeding you sto- stories that just make you seethe with hostility and disappointment about your life. You know, you get the watch commercials about antidepressants when you finally get a break. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just you know, the same people running the news networks are the same people running the insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies and some, at least family, it's always somebody's married to somebody or related to somebody somehow. It's all the same damn people. Like, it's all the same people feeding everybody all this bullshit. It, like, am I the only one who sees it? I don't know. It, maybe it's because I'm looking at things that way or because I... You know, maybe they're really there. I'm... I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, I guess, and I do see these things, but maybe it's just because I want to see them. I don't know, but you know what? I do know I'm a I'm a see it to believe it kind of kind of person, and that's why I have a hard time with faith a lot is because nobody can prove anything about it. You know, and don't call me up or text me or message me or whatever about all these things that you can prove and that you're certain of because I'm going to tell you to fuck off because for one uh, it's it's I don't have that much time this episode is uh you know there's a timer running and um that's for another debate but and I'm not saying I don't believe in anything I'm just saying the proof aspect of it nobody can prove anything you know and that's I'm a see it to believe it kind of person. So my point is, you know, you can 1000% believe in ghosts and you know that you saw a ghost maybe in your house when you were little. I know, oh man, I saw a ghost in my basement, certain of it. And I believe that you believe that you saw a ghost. But that doesn't mean I believe in that ghost because I didn't see it. So until I saw it, it it doesn't exist. That's just how my brain is. So I don't know. But the th- the thing is, if you keep if you if you do see evidence of things happening, to me, it no longer is a conspiracy because you have evidence of things happening. So I don't know. That's how I get. I guess that's how I convince myself that I'm not a conspiracy theorist, even though I secretly am. Who knows, but I ate a lot of acid as a teenager, so who knows what the fuck I'm seeing, really. (laughs) But one thing I know I did see for sure, I'm going to tell you this, is a picture of Sean Penn in a full army get-up, you know, I don't know if it was like cold desert camo, I'm not sure what what the, you know material was but uh uh or the pattern but he had the helmet he had you know full get up uh, and the headline read 
Penn visits Ukraine for documentary about war. And I thought, thank fucking God, somebody is finally exploiting Ukraine. I mean, it's been almost a day already, you know, and nobody from Hollywood's even come over there yet. And it's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know, but here comes Sean Penn to save the day. So thank you, Sean fucking Penn. Holy shit. I guess what I'm really trying to say is I haven't been in the movies in a while and I'd kind of like to go see a movie. Make me a list of candies, you know, figure out what all shit I want to sneak in that biatch. Because if you buy candy at the theater, you really haven't figured out much about life. But I want to get me one of those giant ass slushies, little red, little blue. Then refill that thing about 19 times before I leave just so I felt like I got my money's worth. Probably only catch about seven tenths of the movie, but I'll still get the gist of it, so it's all right. It's pouring down rain here right now, but you probably knew that because I'm in Ohio. But yeah, it's raining real hard right here, right now on the metal roof. Man, I love that sound. It's just so soothing. Till you want to record a podcast. <laughs> But make and do, you know, I can probably edit it out. Maybe I'll leave it in. Maybe I'll just dial it down a little bit. Who knows? I don't. I like to do a little thing they call wing it. And that's just how I live. You know, I, I just wing it most days. And you know why? Because every time I make a plan, something happens anyway. As soon as you make a plan, something will pop up, something changes. You have to cancel your plans, change your plan. You know, why even bother? Just wing it. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But that's okay. I know what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to go home, find some comfy pants to throw on. Sit down on the couch, finish watching the Ozark. Man, I, I love Ozark. Solid show. Roots my girl, but all around great show. I mean, I'm going to work on some of these hurdles. You know, you guys work on yours. Work on that tuck and roll, if nothing else. I mean, at least do some stretches. You know, get loose. I'll see you next time. We're going to take this one out on that CJ6 walked away.
over now from your little thunderstorms are oh. 